What does the future hold? Examining biblical doctrines, history, and current events. It's Prophecy Time. Author and pastor Alan Davis will help you have a better understanding of biblical prophecy. Using the whole counsel of the Word of God, Pastor Davis unapologetically promotes and defends the literal, personal return of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. And now with today's Prophecy Time message, here's Alan Davis. Yes, my name is Alan Davis. And I'm thrilled to death that you are with us today. I am a minister and preacher of the simple gospel, which is the death and burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ. As this Savior can deliver an individual from a hardened heart. Pharaoh in ancient Egypt hardened his heart. Mark chapter 6 verse 52 talks about the disciples having a hardened heart. Yes, sin can harden your heart. Talking about the sins of Babylon, Isaiah 14 21 talks about the iniquity of their fathers. Isaiah 47 10 has Babylon trusting in her wickedness. Habakkuk 1 verse 4 talks about the wicked Babylonians compassing about a righteous Israel, which is yet a future event. Jeremiah 51 6 talks about her iniquity. And Revelation 18 5 says this about future Babylon, for her sins have reached unto heaven, and God hath remembered her iniquities. And notice the Bible in Hebrews chapter 3, verse 13. But exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. Do you have a hardened heart today because of sin? Making a positive impact. It's Prophecy Time. If you miss a program, we do have a podcast where you can get our messages anytime for your convenience. Go to Apple or Google Podcasts, then type in the search box, it's Prophecy Time. You are important to us. Thanks for spending part of your day with It's Prophecy Time. The It's Prophecy Time message today is entitled, The Seven Heads and Ten Horns. The Eight Gentile World Empires of Human History, Part 2. Yes, indeed, the government is important, as the prophet wrote in Micah chapter 4, verse 8. The kingdom, or government, shall come to the daughter of Zion, or the government is going to be centralized with the focus being Jesus Christ in this future context. But if we go back to verse 1 in Micah chapter 4, we see this interesting statement 
But in the last days it shall come to pass that the mountain or kingdom of the house of the Lord shall be established in the top of the mountains, and it shall be exalted among the hills, lesser powers, these mountains are world empires, and these hills are lesser powers, and people shall flow unto it. So we have the kingdom of Jesus Christ being established in the top of these mountains, also similar to Revelation chapter 17. And it shall be exalted among the hills or these lesser powers. Now going over to Daniel chapter 2, we see these four world empires or mountains in Nebuchadnezzar's dream that Daniel interpreted for him. And he said this starting in verse 39 of Daniel chapter 2, thou art this head of gold. And after thee shall arise another kingdom, the Medes and the Persians, inferior to thee, and a third kingdom of brass, Alexander the Great in Greece, which shall bear rule over all the earth. And the fourth kingdom, that's Rome, the Roman Empire in the days of Jesus Christ, which he was born into it shall be strong as iron, forasmuch as iron breaketh in pieces and subdueth all things, and as iron that breaketh all these shall it break in pieces and bruise. And whereas thou sawest the feet and toes, these ten toes, part of potter's clay and part of iron, the kingdom. So here's talking about the second phase of the Roman Empire, clearly spoken about in Daniel chapter 2, verse 41, as a kingdom the kingdom shall be divided, but there shall be in it the strength of iron, for as much as thou sawest the iron mixed with miry clay. And as the toes, the ten toes of the feet, were part of iron and part of clay, so the kingdom here also in verse 42. This second phase of the Roman Empire is spoken about as a kingdom shall be partly strong and partly broken. And whereas thou sawest iron mixed with miry clay, they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men, but they shall not cleave one to another, even as iron is not mixed with clay. Notice this, Daniel 2.44, And in the days of these kings, these ten kings, shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed. Now the kingdom shall not be left to other people, but it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. For as much as thou sawest that the stone was cut out of the mountain without hands. Here we're talking about this mountain that falls on these toes. This mountain cut out without hands, or this mountain that is of divine origin, the kingdom of Jesus Christ, falls on the toes. And that it break in pieces the iron, the brass, the clay, the silver, and the gold. The great God hath made known to the king what shall come to pass hereafter, and the dream is certain, and the interpretation thereof sure. So if we compare Daniel chapter 2 to Daniel chapter 7, we also have these four beasts coming up out of the sea. So Babylon, Media, Persia, Greece, and Rome are nothing or were nothing but beasts. And then we also need to understand the second phase of the Roman Empire, which is still future. 
Now, one interesting fact that we need to weave into our understanding is that Babylon of Jeremiah chapter 51 verse 25 is also spoken about as a mountain. Not only the city of Babylon, which is great and mighty, which is spoken about in Revelation chapter 17 and 18, great and mighty, the great and mighty city of Babylon, and there's only one great and mighty city of Babylon ever, and that was the historical one. And even that great and mighty city of Babylon was not located on the ocean, providing for these international merchants of the earth all of this merchandise. That is still a future event, and there's no great and mighty city of Babylon today. But this Babylon spoken about being burned with fire in Jeremiah chapter 51 verse 25 is spoken about as a mountain. Notice what it says, Behold, I am against thee, O destroying mountain, saith the Lord, which destroyest all the earth, and I will stretch out my hand upon thee and roll thee down from the rocks and will make thee a burnt mountain. Now, the seven heads and ten horns are spoken about in Revelation chapter 12, verse 3, very closely connected to the devil, that great dragon, the old serpent called the devil and Satan in verse 9. Revelation 12, 9 is also spoken about in Revelation 13, 1 and 17, 3, the seven heads and ten horns. And interpreting these seven heads and ten horns in Revelation chapter 17, we're going to skip down to verse 7 and read this passage, and the angel said unto me, Wherefore didst thou marvel? I will tell thee the mystery of the woman, this Babylonian woman, sitting on these seven mountains, or these seven heads, and of the beast that carrieth her, which hath the seven heads and ten horns. The beast that thou sawest was and is not, and shall ascend out of the bottomless pit and go into perdition. When Jesus Christ comes back, the beast is cast into the lake of fire, burning with brimstone. And here in Revelation chapter 17, this beast is spoken about as the eighth king. And he is the one that carries this Babylonian woman. And they that dwell upon the earth shall wonder whose names were not written in the book of life from the foundation of the world when they behold the beast that was and is not and yet is. And here is the mind which hath wisdom. The seven heads, here are the interpretation of these seven heads, are seven mountains or world empires. Somebody has said this is talking about the seven hills of Rome, but where does it say that in the Bible? It only says that in these extra biblical books that I've heard three different preachers refer to, not preaching the parallel passages of the destruction of Babylon, not preaching the Bible, but referring to these extra biblical books. But here it's talking about these mountains or these world empires that the woman, the Babylonian woman, sits on top of. And Babylon is spoken about as a mountain itself, not here in Revelation 17, but in Jeremiah chapter 51, verse 25. It becomes a burnt mountain. This Babylon in the book of Revelation is utterly burned with fire. And there are seven kings. These are talking about world empires that have kings as their representatives. These seven kings, five are fallen, one is, and the other is not yet come. And when he cometh, he must, he must continue a short space. And the beast that was, this is talking about the, intake, the Antichrist here, and is not, even he is the eighth, talking about this eighth king, 
this eighth king who is very closely connected to Babylon, which in one of the parallel passages, Isaiah 13, 19, is spoken about as the glory of kingdoms. This is Babylon. And the lady of kingdoms in Isaiah 47, 5, that's Babylon too. Destruction comes upon both of them. And ancient Babylon never experienced any kind of a sudden destruction. Here it says in Revelation 17, 11, the beast that was and is not, he, even he is the eighth, the eighth king, and is of the seven. He's part of the seven because the ten and him reign together in this seventh world empire. And goeth into perdition. When Jesus Christ comes back, the beast who has a body in Daniel chapter 7, his body is given to the burning flame when the Son of Man comes in the clouds of heaven. And the ten horns which thou sawest are ten kings, Revelation 17, 12, which have received no kingdom. Here's talking about a kingdom again, not religion, but received power as kings one hour with the beast. So they're together, the ten and this other one. In Daniel chapter 7, verse 8, verse 20, verse 24, it's talking about this other one, the mouth speaking great things, is not in one of these ten, not one of the ten toes, not one of the ten horns of Daniel 7, and the ten horns here in Revelation 17. He's this other one. He comes after them in Daniel 7, 24. These have one mind and shall give their power and strength unto the beast. So everyone needs to understand all of the Gentile world empires of world history. Prior to ancient Babylon, you had Egypt and Assyria. And so you had in the days of John, when the book of Revelation was written, you have five of these world empires, five of these mountains had already fallen. Egypt, Assyria, Babylon, Media, Persia, and Greece. One was, that was ancient Rome or distant Rome. The other had not yet come. The other is the ten and the beast or the Antichrist. And he's different. And we are going to prove authoritatively as we did in Revelation chapter 11 that the Antichrist comes, this one who ascends out of the bottomless pit, comes from the Western Hemisphere. And in the parallel passages of the destruction of Babylon, Isaiah 13 and 14, Isaiah 47, the entire book of Habakkuk, Isaiah 17 and 18, two of the most powerful chapters in the Bible, Jeremiah chapter, chapters 50, 50 and 51, and Revelation 15, 1 to Revelation chapter 20, verse 6, we have at least in the first five parallel passages Babylon spoken about as a, a land, a nation, and a kingdom that is going to fall on the last day of the tribulation period and the last hour of the last day of the tribulation period, like or similar to the fall of the city of ancient Babylon that was great and mighty. Its greatness and its might did not keep it from falling. And so let's look at these ancient world empires. First of all, Egypt. And in Daniel chapter 7, Verse 3 is talking about these world empires, starting at least with Babylon being a beast. These were beasts, four beasts coming up out of the sea. And so can we not also say that Egypt and Assyria, they were just as much of a beast and were controlled by the devil as the devil had control of these world empires of the past, but we're heading toward 
the coming kingdom of the loving Savior, Jesus Christ, who is not a beast. The beast falls before this loving Jesus Christ. But notice back in Egypt, Pharaoh said this to Moses in Exodus chapter 10, verse 28, Get thee from me, take heed to thyself, see, me, see my face no more, for in the day that thou seest my face, thou shalt surely die. So here we see Pharaoh in the historical context in the days of Moses threatened Moses. And could we not say that Pharaoh in Egypt was nothing but a beast in the days of Assyria, the Assyrian Empire was also a beast in 2 Kings chapter 19, verses 5 through 7. Isaiah said to Hezekiah's servants, Thus saith the Lord, Be not afraid of the words which thou hast heard, with which the servants of the kings of Assyria have blasphemed me. So they had some tough words against the Lord God, ancient Assyria. Behold, I will send a blast upon him, and he shall hear a rumor, and shall return to his own land, and I will cause him to fall by the sword in his own land. So here we see that ancient Assyria had some pretty tough words against the Lord God, but one angel came against ancient Assyria and smote 185,000 Assyrian soldiers, and when they woke up in the morning, they were all dead corpses. All dead corpses. So we have Egypt and Assyria being nothing but a beast in the historical context. Number three, ancient Babylon. Nebuchadnezzar said to the Chaldeans in Daniel chapter 2, verse 5, about his dream, that if you will not make known unto me the dream with the interpretation thereof, ye shall be cut in pieces, and your houses shall be made a dunghill or a dump, the city dump. Was Nebuchadnezzar the head of ancient Babylon? Was he not a beast? Was ancient Babylon nothing but a beast? What about Media Persia? Media Persia was nothing but a beast. Number four, the fourth world empire that had fallen in the days of John, the apostle. Daniel chapter 6, starting verse 24, the king commanded, and they brought those men which accused Daniel. So these individuals, these leaders in ancient Media Persia accused Daniel and tried to destroy him, and they cast them into the den of lions these individuals who had accused Daniel, them, their children, and their wives, and the lions had the mastery of them and break all their bones in pieces or ever they came to the bottom of the den. So they tried to kill the prophet Daniel by these false accusations, or at least these accusations that were true. He was worshiping the Lord God and not the government. He was not worshiping these politicians of the government. What about ancient Greece? Alexander the Great had four generals. And it's talking about in Daniel chapter 8, starting in verse 23, that in the latter time of their kingdom, when transgressors are come to the full, a king of fierce countenance, talking about Antiochus IV Epiphanes, and understanding dark sentences shall stand up, and his power shall be mighty, but not in his own power. He had this demonic power, and he shall destroy wonderfully and shall prosper in practice and shall destroy the mighty and holy people. So 
We could say clearly here in Daniel chapter 8 that ancient Greece was nothing but a beast. And so these world empires that were nothing but beasts, they had fallen in the days of John when he wrote Revelation chapter 17. Also, we have the historical or distant Rome. It was also a beast. And the chief priests and Pharisees in John chapter 11 They were concerned about leaving Jesus Christ alone because all men will believe on him and the Romans shall take away both our place and nation. So they were scared about what the Romans would do to them. Here we see in Revelation chapter 17, verse 17, that these 10 out of the old Roman Empire, they're all in agreement. To give their kingdom to the beast until the words of God shall be fulfilled. And we know that the beast ascends out of the bottom of the pit or is very closely connected to the devil. And so that coming future democratic Rome, revived and democratic Rome, that's going to be a beast. And we know also that the Caesar-like king is going to have a kingdom for 42 months in Revelation chapter 11. We know that his kingdom is clearly spoken about in Revelation chapter 16, verse 10, which in the end is plunged into darkness. And he is given to make war with the saints and to overcome them in Revelation 13, 7. And in Revelation 20, verse 4, their heads are beheaded. Individuals who do not receive his mark are killed and they are beheaded. And so Babylon is on top of these seven world empires, and the beast is of or part of these seven world empires. And these seven world empires, these seven heads or seven world empires of the past were Egypt, Assyria, Babylon, ancient Babylon, historical Babylon, media, Persia, Greece. Those five had fallen. One was, that was the sixth one, that was the historical Roman Empire, the seventh world empire that the Babylonian woman sits on top of is the 10 out of the old Roman Empire with the Antichrist and then he breaks from the 10 and he becomes a dictator and his kingdom is on top the greatest of all the Gentile world empires which is still coming and will be in control for the last 42 months, three and a half years or 1,260 days prior to the coming of Jesus Christ as they're killing off saved people. And so, there it is. Babylon is spoken about this land as the glory of kingdoms in Isaiah 13, 19, and the lady of kingdoms in Isaiah 47, 5, that is swept with destruction, and desolation comes upon her suddenly. That's the last vile judgment, the end of the war. Desolations are determined. But today... If you're uncertain about your eternal destination, bow your head in a word of prayer and pray something like this if God is drawing you to himself at this moment. And pray something like this, Dear God, I am a sinner, but I believe that Jesus Christ died for me, was buried, rose again from the dead, and I accept you now as my personal Savior. Amen. Making a difference throughout this area. It's prophecy time. 
If you just prayed this prayer to receive Christ as Savior, we would like to send you a booklet for new converts that will help you grow in your newfound faith in Jesus Christ. Please call 646-314-3625 so we can get this booklet in the mail to you as soon as possible. You're starting your new year off right with It's Prophecy Time. If you are desirous of learning more about this ministry or Bible prophecy, just go to our website at itsprophecytime.org. That site again is www.itsprophecytime.org. Thank you for listening to It's Prophecy Time with Pastor Alan Davis. Generous listeners like you make the airing of this program possible. Contributions are greatly appreciated. Write to It's Prophecy Time, care of Bronx Building Baptist Church, P.O. Box 1370, Bronx, New York, 10475. Here's the address again. It's Prophecy Time, care of Bronx Building Baptist Church, P.O. Box 1370, Bronx, New York, 10475. Join us again for the next scheduled program of It's Prophecy Time.